0: To Friends with Books. I am one of your FWBs,
1: read reviews by Jess or just Jess. And I am your other FWB, booked with Emily or just M. And today we have the most special guest (laughs) on the pod. Wait till you find out. New York Times best-selling author Tessa Fucking Bailey is on the pod with us.
2: Hi, everybody! So good to be here. Thank you. That's my middle name. Fucking is always. That's what my mom
0: calls me. It's on your birth certificate, actually. Um, it is. We are so excited that you are here, Tessa. I don't think you actually understand. Like I said, this is our Super Bowl. Like we are like. This put us in, Coach. This
2: is our moment. This is what we've been waiting for.
3: <laughs> that means a
2: lot to me, really. um I know, you know, like it, it just like never gets easier talking to your favorite authors, even for authors. It's like actually just talking to people is hard. So <laughs> yeah. um I'm like really glad that you guys reached out to me. I'm glad to be here. Um, like I said before we started recording, like authors are like spiders. <laughs> totally we're more, you know, we're more scared of you than you are of us <laughs> so it's just a friend it's a friend chat and um, I couldn't be more excited to be here so thanks for having oh me oh my gosh of That's course how so excited we
0: actually have met you before and I don't know if you remember this because this whole time was probably a blur for you but we met at a polycon oh my gosh. And we have <laughs> photographic proof so you can't <laughs> deny it <laughs> does this jog your memory Tessa <laughs>
2: Yeah, so this was, okay, so this was post-signing. I love how you have, like, a PowerPoint ready.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was ready to share my screen. Like, do you remember this? You're like, Tess
2: Bailey, this is your life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, this was after, like, the big signing that was, um, like, wonderful. It was a wonderful signing, but it was also really hot because the the air conditioning broke. And, like, in this conference room, I... Like I actually turned to my assistant at one point, and I was like, "I think I'm gonna pass out." Oh my gosh! <laughs> and like, I never passed out in my life, but I just got this weird tingling sensation in my fingertips, and I was like, "Oh no, it's happening." Um, so I was like by the time that post signing sparkler happened i was like yes everything was a blur like my shoes were off like the mask was off i was like whatever if i die, I die. this is
1: it <laughs> this is where i go surrounded by fans yeah, this is how i go
2: but it was uh it was great and like everybody was so excited in that sparkler um to like actually have a few seconds with with authors because like the signing is so quick, yeah. you know? mm-hmm. um, so that's why the sparkings are so great because you can actually go like let's chat for a few minutes and take a picture. So, yeah, I don't remember anything, <laughs> but I'm <laughs> sure you guys were lovely.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. It was there were so many people though, and it was so incredibly hot. There were so many people in that room too, but we like beeline straight for your line. We were like, Tessa's in here. So. <laughs>
2: thank you we
0: did um so now that we've jogged your memories that you don't have um (laughs) yeah we go way back tessa
2: (laughs) now that we haven't jogged your memory
0: (laughs) let's jump into a little fun this or that and as emily would call this this is foreplay if you will um (laughs)
2: essential essential
0: so uh, we've got like a list of questions here and these can be rapid fire or you can go into as much detail
1: as you want um but they're like book related so um do you want to kick us off yes I think this is probably the most appropriate question for you Tessa what is the steamiest book you have ever read
2: oh my god that is that's like such a hard question I probably <laughs> a Cressley Cole book maybe or maybe a Kate mm-hmm. Robert book? Oh. I feel like it's going to have to be a paranormal because for some, there's something about like fated mates and the whole like, like I have to mate her. I have to like do this immediately. My body is, is responding to her and I have to like chase her down into the woods and make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> and like, there's something that's so like, just the act of like mating and like having to do it to survive um, is so hot to me. I know that there is a book that I always say is the hottest book I've ever read in my life, and now I can't remember what it is. It's going to kill me later. I know
0: it's okay. You're starstruck.
2: <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> you guys have really thrown me for a loop here. No, but um, yeah, I, I'll think of it. Okay. I will. You'll be in the middle of a question in like ten minutes, and I'll just go with
0: it. <laughs> Please do. I will. Okay. Um, a book you wish you could live in.
2: I feel like it's going to be a uh, wow. Um, I just got finished making a TikTok about Mariana's Zapata books. Oh, yeah. So I feel like I'm going to go, I'm going to go with one of hers. I, I've I've always had this like fantasy of being an assistant to athlete. Um, (laughs) and so the wall of Winnipeg in me is like, yeah, she's like the assistant to this like surly, like, like this surly like athlete who doesn't like even let her know that he's in love with her, but just like secretly behind the scenes is doing all these things for her. And she's like, I'm just here training for a marathon and like putting up a <laughs> scratchy acts Like she has no clue he's like dying for her. Oh my
0: gosh. I don't
2: know. I don't know. That's something I always fantasize about. Like that's a good fantasy creating romance novels in my own head for myself it's usually something like that like i'm an assistant to an actor or an assistant to just to, 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 to <laughs>
3: too much information <laughs> no, this is, this is funny.
1: keep going i literally it's so funny i was just with jess and we were talking about like what we'd want to do in life and i told her i said i've always wanted to be like an assistant to someone just make schedules and just like, <laughs> plan meetings so if it was like i a used st- to have
2: this really elaborate fantasy of like I was going to run into Robert Pattinson and like, like during Twilight, like the, the height of the Twilight sensation. Um, but I was going to run into him like, just like save his life. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was going to be like, you, I need you. You have to be my assistant now. And then that was, that was going to be it.
0: I love that. I think that's a perfect Robert Pattinson. If you're listening, <laughs> yeah.
2: I've never told anybody that. Um, <laughs> And it, like, it almost happened because I, so I used to work at a, it almost happened. I didn't almost Um uh, but I, I worked at a, an office in Brooklyn Heights and he filmed the, the movie that shall not be named, but I'm going to say it the way, um, Rem, remember me, <laughs> don't go see it. Uh, he filmed it like three blocks from my office. And so I would go down there and like watch him Like, come out of his trailer and walk across the street to the brownstone. And this is like before even Breaking Dawn came out, so like everybody was still nuts about him. Well, they still are, but like it was really nuts. And all these 12 year olds and me. (laughs) Um, But yeah.
0: Does this like like, predecessing, like, where can I save his life at? (laughs) These
2: 12 year olds are a little too close. (laughs) He just grabbed the car at him really quick, like really fast, and I'll just... Just hit your brakes at the last second, and I'll just be between you know him and car. Please.
0: <laughs> I think that's a solid plan, and you yeah. know you should not give up on that fantasy.
2: That's what I say. I, I'm just waiting for another opportunity. <laughs> 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 ten years, ten years later.
0: That's perfect. Okay,
2: what is the last book you read? Before I Let Go by Kennedy Bryan. Uh, it was the last book I read. It's a second chance romance. A um, married couple that's actually divorced. Ooh,
3: um, yeah, yeah,
2: and like moved on, you know. And then they just and of this forced proximity situation. It's like really, it's a like, gut wrenching book. Oh. Like it's really like this kind like, of depression, like depression themes mm-hmm. and like. I don't want to, like, ruin anything about the book, but it's it, like, reaches in and rearranges you and, like, sends you out to a different person, that it's in the book. Um, and I got to do an event with her in the Bronx a couple weeks ago, so I read it in advance, and I was just like, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> it was so good. It, like, I recommend it, but it's like one of those ones you have to like brace yourself for. Okay. Yeah. Good
1: to know. We actually picked that for our January buddy reads. So we're going to have an episode on before I let go. Cause we've seen nothing but like raving reviews for it. And kind of like you said that it's like a really emotional read. Like it'll kind of just make you feel all the things. So, we need to go into that mentally prepared for sure. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Do a huddle. Like, everybody get, eat your weedies, stretch out. <laughs> like, <laughs> do some um, some meditation beforehand. You know, you'll be happy you read it. And it's like, there's also some really joyful, like, some super joyful parts of it, too. It's not all, like, depressing. Right. <laughs> it's not depressing at all. It's like, but it's, there's, there's uh, hard parts and then there's, like, really light parts as well. It's an
1: emotional yeah. journey. Yeah. We're excited okay. to get to that one okay let's see what is a book that changed your life if you have one i would say so my
2: first romance novel was hidden fires by stanford brown when i was 14 um and that definitely changed my life because it was my first like i was on a like really boring family reunion and <laughs> i found it in my grandmother's luggage and i was just like Oh, what's this? Like, I could believe that I was 14. I just, like, hid myself away and reread it, like, three times cover to cover. And I was, like, the horniest 14-year-old <laughs> the I, ever I was, like, <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Like, nobody had any idea, like, that I was just sitting there horning out on the couch. It's like, your
1: sexual <laughs> awakening at 14 years yeah, old. Yeah, it was. It
2: really was. Um, then further down the road, I started reading Julie Garwood and... Her historical books and the way she writes her characters, like these really kind of like noble but gruff, like, like uh, they don't speak very much heroes, just like really grumpy heroes, and these like peppy, loyal, like brave, fierce heroines, and that combination is something like I always want to emulate. Like when I'm writing, it's just something that it really appeals to me. That combination. So I would say Julie really, Gar would probably change me as like a writer, you know? Yeah. Like made me want to write. I love so, that.
0: And I definitely yeah. get that from your books too. Mm-hmm. Oh thanks. Thank
3: you. <laughs> Good job. Good
0: job. <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> okay. This is a really important question. Who is a main character in a book that you want to smash?
3: Oh,
2: my God.
0: Where to start? <laughs> <of them? laughs> there's a lot of choices.
2: Oh, my gosh. There's so many choices. I, like, I would say probably, um, like, I'm for some reason, I'm going to, Adam Driver is what's coming into my head <laughs> from the love hypothesis. Like, I know that's kind of his name in the book. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, Adam Driver um, was not attracted to me before that book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now he is and I'm like really kind of I kind of resent it like I don't it's not my he just not be my type but he is now and um so that's what's coming to mind I think that's a great answer I
0: would also (laughs) honestly
1: I'm I'm kind of surprised I wasn't expecting that really I don't know what I was expecting but not Adam Driver
2: (laughs) yeah I know it's so unfair take it out of me
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. This is not on our list, but I texted Emily last night and I said, Remind me to ask Tessa this.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I just read happenstance last <laughs> night. I finished it. So, my question to you is fuck Mary Kill, Tobias, Banks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is so obvious, though. I feel like it would definitely be Kill Tobias. Like, Kill I'm Tobias. Chapter one. Yeah. No, he's out. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's my favorite one. He's
2: my favorite one. I'm still gonna kill him though. Um, I like he's my favorite one, and I'm gonna kill him. Um, so yeah, no, I'm definitely marrying Banks. I mean, mm-hmm. like that is that's husband material. That's husband dick. That, that man. <laughs> uh, he's capable. He keeps a level head. He like he's always checking in with her to make sure she's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna marry. Uh, I'm gonna marry Banks. I guess I'm gonna fuck Gabe. You know what? I'm absolutely fucking Gabe. Um, because like I love a man who like can't like Finish this
3: quick. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm like, please, like I like it's such a compliment to me. <laughs>
0: I align. My answer is fuck Tobias, marry Tobias, kill
2: Tobias. <laughs> oh yeah, you're a big fan. Uh, I love him as well. You know what's crazy is that starting today, the cover of that book is going to be on a billboard in Times Square for a week.
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was just there. Oh, I would have wow. taken a picture with it. That is awesome. it. Just
2: it's starting. I guess it's there right now. I'm going tomorrow. Um, I'm going to go in the city tomorrow and see it, but. Yeah, I was like, how funny is it that that started as a joke on TikTok and now it's a joke? <laughs> <laughs> I swear, it almost doesn't feel real. Um,
0: that's that's huge. TikTok. Congratulations awesome. yeah. on Thank you.
2: I know, they just emailed me into the blue. They're like, Amazon selected your book to be on a billboard. And I was like, why? <laughs> Uh, that one? I yeah, was like, Are you one, sure? That, that was my. I was like, So they're not. They don't know what they're in for. They don't know. I don't. I, I'm like. I wanted to ask them. Like, is this the first like why choose book you put up on a billboard? But I don't even think they would know what that is.
1: So. <laughs> just don't mention it. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> ask them after when the
2: billboard comes down. Yeah. <laughs> Let it be a surprise.
1: <laughs> okay. That's I think awesome. we get into it, Em. Yeah, yeah, I think that we broke the ice. Hopefully, we're all definitely just ready to vibe. Um, but I guess just over the ba- like past few years, like booksta and Book Talk have really kind of just like blown up, and I think it's changed a lot of people's lives, a lot of authors' lives especially, just because of the you know, the acknowledgement that you're getting and just books are, I mean, you're on a billboard now. That's amazing. That's so, so cool. And that's how, you know, Jess and I met, like, I just think it's really kind of taken like the book world by storm. And so I guess just your journey these past two years, kind of how has book talk and bookstagram, you know, changed your life or what do you think about it?
2: So many things about it. Um, I think it has really changed it's changed my career for uh, like a hundred percent. Um uh, like I, I I tell you, like I've I've been recognized in public and like ten times. Yeah. <laughs> which is ten more times than I had ever been <laughs> I've been doing this for ten years. I've mm. never been recognized in public. So the fact that I go and I'm at the waxing place to <laughs> the girl sitting next to me was like, Tessa Bailey, and I'm like, oh my God, like how do you know who that is? Like, I, it's, it's crazy. And I'm so grateful for it. Like I, I actually really enjoy it. I really enjoy TikTok. Um, I genuinely like love it. I think the platform itself doesn't take itself too seriously. It's like very light. It's like it celebrates weirdness. It's like I don't. I feel like I can go on there and my sense of humor is appreciated. And it's like it's just I like it. It's like I found a home there. It's yeah. It's it's been wild. My theory about it is that Colleen Hoover kind of like created this um, gateway to romance. <laughs> I really do think that she kind of did. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's like this generation because a lot of the new readers that were, that are on TikTok are so young. And they weren't really reading my books before. Like I just really, I think they're they're college age and younger. Like I'm going to, to findings now, and people are there with their parents. Like they're that young.
0: Wow. And
2: yeah. uh, I love. I think it's fantastic because I think romance is really healthy. Yeah. It puts you in a mindset of like standards. Like yeah, I, I can pass standards, and they can be. I can stick to them, and I deserve this. And I, that's what I had growing up, and I've always been grateful for it. Um, so I think like it was it, it was like this during this pandemic, there was like this missing thing. There's no angst to be had because nobody was in school and nobody was around their peers and like they found that thing they, they were craving in romance. Mm-hmm. And I just really think um yeah, I think it was like this missing piece for people during that time when there was no social aspect of life and there was no like of that there was no heartbreaking. there was no romance and things you normally would encounter in your life at that age they didn't have it and so like they found it here and now it's become this lifelong love so i'm i just think it's just like weird twisted fate that it just blew up this way um and the book talk got so big but i i mean the way it's affected my career is just it's it can't even be quantified. It's really just been
3: crazy.
1: Yeah. That's so amazing. I think romance too in general has really gotten a lot more respect over these past few years too. Like I feel like readers never took romance as seriously as they should, you know? And I think over th- we're both, we we read a lot of romance. That's generally, like, the genre we read. And so I think you're totally right about just, you know, setting standards and you're reading these different types of books and, like, just really letting it kind of, like, envelop you. And I think that's important, like you said, for these young readers who aren't experiencing that or weren't able to experience that. Very cool. It's, it's, it's it really,
2: like... Because readers are demanding respect for it. I mean, like I've never seen. It used to be like when I started doing this, um, this taboo kind of thing. Like, oh, you kind of like you, you were embarrassed to go to the checkout at the bookstore with your book, and like you kind of were embarrassed to tell people you read romance. Yeah. And now it's like it, the attitude has completely changed to like, mm-hmm. no, like this is what I read. I'm proud of it. Yes, I like. But still yes, I like subs you know, <laughs> and um, you know, like dragon porn and like I love it, you know. <laughs> but, like women are just so unafraid to like say what they love now yeah. and demand more of it and tell authors like, please write this yeah. this is what we want. And I feel like it's great that that's really been embraced and that like that um that it's just that bravery there that wasn't put there before. Yeah. It's great.
1: It's totally iconic. agree. I think we, Jess and I actually have talked about this before where women I think are just embracing their sexuality more and they're not embarrassed of it. Like I I went to New York last week and we took the subway and I saw women sitting there, you know, reading those covers with like, you know, the the sexy shirtless guys on the front cover. <laughs> and I love to see it because I feel like in the past women would cover it or they they would never read that in public. And now it's like, no, like I want to read about butt stuff and I want to read about foursomes and I'm not afraid to tell them, you know, So I
2: yeah no I I, it's refreshing I love it
1: definitely I agree
2: keep doing yeah
0: I'm echoing everything that you both said I think it's just I don't know I it's so fun for me too to like everybody is a reader now like I used to like tiptoe and be like oh like i'm uh, do you read books like whatever and now everybody's like this is what i'm reading these are my book racks like you should read it too (laughs) like there's anal this is a you know like and it's like nobody (laughs) cares and it's just like such a cool community and i think book lovers are some of the best people in the world like at a polycon we didn't meet like one rude person yeah. like everybody was just so welcoming and like so yeah. down to have a conversation and just that whole aspect too is just I don't know it's so beautiful <laughs>
2: it is a great community. I like people are always when I so I do a lot of um, like if I go into a bookstore to sign do a signing or something um, the owners will always comment to me you're like the romance readers are the best people we get in here for these signings. Like they're always conscientious and kind to each other. They're they're like um, they're always positive. They always have a really good attitude. Um, they're so excited, um, and that's something that like we have that no other genre has. I think this community is like just the best. Second to
1: them. Yeah, I totally agree. agree. Fully yeah. agree. Hard agree. And we get that on bookstagram too. We're, we're not, um, I mean, we're on book talk, but I think bookstagram is the platform that we use the most. And I can't even tell you how many conversations I have daily about romance books and different kind of kinks. And just, it's so fun to be able to find people to talk to about that stuff. And just really, I don't know relate to
2: someone yeah, on that level we like, people are like on, books, on, on bookstagram are like okay like, here's my top five friends to lovers there's just always it's like the unique quality of it the posts like especially lately yeah. the creativity of it that, that was never I mean, that's it's always been creative but now it's like you know here's you know Harry Styles album covers like as a book yeah. and just it, the, it's like boundless and endless it's really impressive
0: God. It is. i can't relate to that because i'm not that creative
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are so creative just get out of here it is um, though people are so creative so funny i look at posts no. and i'm like why didn't i think about that <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> the, are, like oh. the ones where i tagged to like memes about my book i'm like they're really funny and i'm dying laughing oh my <laughs> gosh <to push>. yeah. <laughs>
0: um okay speaking of that do you ever go on goodreads and read reviews of your books (laughs) and just be like what the fuck (laughs) like we read um there's this account called goodreads reviews on instagram and they post one stars and just like the most outrageous shit like how do you take that
2: (laughs) as an author like
0: obviously i
2: did see one yesterday that was like a one-star review that they posted and it was like (laughs) it was like how horny, how horny do you have to be to sleep with the guy who killed your father in front of you? <laughs> One star. And I was like, what's the name of the book? can <laughs> right, okay, yeah. I get that? <laughs> yeah, like, pop it up. Um, but it was like, yeah, I do not. Well, sometimes if, like, a book, it's, like, review copies have gone out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know it's not, like, on sale to the general public yet. It's just gone out to, like... 30 or 40 reviewers I will go on there to see um like what the temperature is because like we usually with that first big sampling of reviewers I can kind of gauge like okay this one's gonna land um yeah. or this one maybe isn't everybody's favorite sometimes I'll get books like where I'm like okay people are gonna hate it or they're gonna love it and um and then, like with that happening in summer sinker. I'm like, I'm like it's it like okay i did it. these ones are good like so i kind of gauge like those first sampling reviews like to how a book is being received but otherwise no like i would never go on now to just like read through um reviews of like a random book because it's just gutting you know people yeah. are brutal
3: in there people <laughs> are they don't the
2: book. yeah <laughs> and that's fine because those aren't for me you know like those like reviews aren't for me they're for readers to talk to each other or to share their point of view or or, like record their feelings on the book for themselves and that's totally fine it's just not for me it's not for me to look at that's totally
0: fair that's like reading negative comments on like a post or something like that just like we don't we don't need that (laughs) i'm gonna ignore
1: that i'll be in ignorance that's fine
2: you know if you read too many negative reviews um you'll change your style of writing and, you know, you'll, you'll eventually that sink in too much and you'll start to feel like you need to start writing to, to satisfy like people that maybe didn't like a certain book. Um, so I just finally, like, I just want to maintain the way I write. I want to maintain this feeling I have of like, let me just write what I love. And if everybody likes it, they do. And if they don't, they don't. But I have to write what I like um, and not having that influence in the back of my head. You know,
0: I love that. I think that's amazing and I think yeah. like obviously what you're doing has has worked I think Emily and I talk about this all the time that we think it's really cool that readers have such different opinions and even Emily and I like we don't agree a lot of the time on the books that we read but like oh. we have conversations about it and we kind of move on Um and I think that's really I don't know I think that's the cool thing about everybody being a reader now is that there's so many different perspectives and like obviously we're not all going to like the same books Um, but it's just cool that we can talk about it I think okay.
2: I do have, like, a, like, I well look, first of all, like, my books, some of my books are rated higher. I think I and the rye on Goodreads. <laughs> so, like, you did something, 100%. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, congratulations to me. <laughs> um, but, like, I, something I will do, though, like, if I, sometimes I'll get tagged. I, I mean, I get tagged in bad reviews sometimes. Um, I think all authors do. So one of the things that I do to like kind of combat that feeling of like, oh, like it's a blow to your midsection, you know, like to see somebody say something, you know, negative. Um, I will go to my favorite books on Amazon and I will go read the one one-star reviews on those books. Oh. And I'll be like, they're like, I completely disagree with these reviews. And so like, it's just a way of kind of um you know validating this feeling of like you know, it's all just it's art and it's subjective, yeah. and not everybody's gonna feel the same because everybody has a different life experience, you mm. up to the, the moment they read this book that's gonna shadow how they see everything that happens in this book, yeah. right? So, you, you know, you kind of have to, anyways, just take care of the bad, but I, you know, you gotta hope at the end of the day that more people like than hate it, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: that's definitely the case with you though i think like you said like it is so subjective when you go into a book like it's not going to be for everyone and i can't relate to being an author because i'm not but i feel like if i like you have to have that mentality which it seems like you do where it's like it's not going to be for everyone but people out there are gonna yeah. love it like me and jess and so that, that's all that matters
0: <laughs> we're like we're
1: the funniest
0: people who ever walked this earth and there's people out there that are like one star <laughs> literally
1: yeah <laughs> so you know <laughs> we understand that's how,
2: i mean that's how people feel about me in general so yeah so i can relate to that
0: <laughs> oh my gosh okay um we want to talk a little bit about like your specific books too or just like kind of like your process because like we said we're not authors obviously we don't know we tried to be i don't know what we were doing we were drunk or want to something talk about that yeah <laughs> <sure>. <laughs>
2: we don't
0: talk about author (laughs) games um seriously um but talk us through kind of like what how what does that process look like when you're writing like do you have kind of an idea of the characters or do you start with the plot or is it just kind of like whatever happens you just go with it
3: yeah
2: So, I really, like, I think you'll probably agree that I really write books that are Um, character-driven. All plot, no vibes. Or quiz all vibes, no plot. (laughs) But, but, like, yeah, I really, I start with the characters. So, I give the characters a past and a present. Like, I give them a past, and then I give them the, basically, the future where I want them to end up at at the end of the book. So, like, I give them a starting point. which is, like, the things they've gone through in the past, again, where I want them to be by the end of the book, and then in the middle, which is where the meat of the book, like, what I'm working with, there has to be something in their past or futures that are keeping them from being apart, because that's that's what, that's what a romance novel is, that that's the hallmark of a good romance novel, is that there is something keeping these two people apart, mm-hmm. So it's kind of a web, you know, it's like the past and the future is, and then I weave it together in the middle to kind of create the conflict. Um, I'm not like a super intricate plotter, because once I beat the characters, they just tend to be different than I expected them to be, especially when they're on the page together, like their relationship sometimes, I'm like, oh, it's nothing that I expected. Like, I just didn't expect them to interact this way. I didn't expect... Her be so affected by him, or like I'm reading a book right now. <laughs> it's a Christmas book for for 2024. So, sorry, 2023. And um, the characters like got on the page together, and they were just like <laughs> like completely polarized by each other. Like they like couldn't function. They were so like taken with each other, and I was like. <laughs> I was like, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah. Like, I, you know, I was like, what do I do now? Because it was, like, supposed to be, like, a slower process for them to fall for each other. But no, it was like, they met and they were like, well, that's the person.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, um, I mean, there's still conflict and there's still, like, a reason they can't be together. But, like, it's really been, like, a struggle to, like, you know, like I had to reevaluate everything and I had to go back and restructure the plot. So. I kind of, like, I I write out the beats that I know I need to hit to make the plot make sense. And what happens in between is usually pretty organic, because that's how I want it to feel. Like, I want it to feel like the characters are reacting naturally to what's happening. Um, So, yes, I do plot, but it's pretty loose, and it ends up changing. And I let my characters on the show.
1: I think that's so interesting, because, like, I've heard... Other authors say that they kind of just let the characters write the story and they, you know, kind of just let the, like you said, like run the show. And it's interesting because in your head, like they become real people like you are writing them, but they're telling you what to write, essentially. And I feel like that's so interesting, like. To even try and fathom in my head, yeah, I don't know. That's fascinating. It it is like these they become real characters, and you can tell when you read it. Like my my favorite book of yours is It Happened One Summer, and even reading that book, like they felt like real people to me. Like they felt like they were truly like interacting with each other. Like I wanted to meet them. It was so like just quirky and clever. I don't know. I I can definitely see what you're saying with like your writing kind of journey how you get there thanks
3: yeah. yeah
0: thank you that's so fascinating do you when you're writing like it, obviously you write a lot of humor into your books which i love about you and i think you are so funny like i laugh out loud all the time <laughs> when you're writing do you like okay he's gonna say this and then you're like she says this and then you're just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that, you're like yeah like that's it <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> like how do you keep that banter going and like i don't know it's so like chef's kiss in my opinion with like yeah.
2: the back right. and forth thank you um i it's like i think the banter is really important um i think like banter it's like okay yes they are attracted to each other yes they are banging like buddies like we know that's that's there but i think like the long haul like to just like for me to believe the characters are in this relationship for the long haul, I need to know that they can make each other laugh, and that they can have interesting conversations, because I think that's a really important part of the relationship. And um, so I think banter goes a long way. yeah, And makes it so realistic that these people could tolerate each other for 60 years. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, but it's funny, like, when I write banter, they totally surprise me sometimes, and I'll just like, I won't see it coming, and then somebody will, like, Hit me some hit me with like a good line and I'll just like I'll have to stop writing for a second and be like, wow, like I <laughs> <five. laughs> I really enjoy that part of it. Um and it's the best like when you get characters where the banter comes naturally. Cause sometimes it doesn't, you know, sometimes like you have a character who's just like a lot quieter or more internal and mm-hmm. um, the dancer is like more um, like like be have to like pull it out of them. But then he gets characters like Brendan and Piper, or like you know Fox and Hannah, or um, secretly yours coming in February. Uh, Julian, um, yeah, like Julian and Hallie, they have the lead really Um and it's just like it's a joy. It really is a joy, right? Because it just it just comes, it just comes so natural.
0: I agree. I love. The, oh, we'll talk about secretly yours in a minute. Yeah. We'll I see it behind you on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> I'll just play all my Tessa Bailey books.
2: Strictly placed. <laughs> wow, what a coincidence. It's right yeah, behind Yeah, I had you. no idea. <laughs> oh,
1: gosh. Um. I think that my favorite part of, like, reading a book is being able to picture the characters in my head. Like, I try and cast them all the time. When you think of your characters, do you do that? Like, do you have a certain person in your head that you're picturing as you write them? It's
2: weird. Like, sometimes I do. um, Like, I really, I pictured Tyler Cameron for Fox. I don't know if you guys know that. I did not
3: know
0: that. I didn't know that either, but I
1: can see it.
2: (laughs) do you know that okay so do you guys know that he messaged me on instagram to say i guess he'd been tagged in a bunch of posts because people were like this is who you know tessa imagined for fox and for Sinker. Um, he messaged me and he was like hey congratulations on all the book success thanks for like mentioning me and you like when you talk about your book like that's so cool oh my god it's <laughs> like, so nice and not creepy that i was like Oh great, now I'm like in a, now I'm like infatuated with this. Guy. <laughs>
0: Literally, I would have been like telling everyone Tyler Cameron's in love with me.
2: That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, in love with me. We're dating. Uh, it's embarrassing. <laughs> he no, he actually um and then his assistant messaged me and asking me to be on his podcast. And I like I was like, sure, like here's my open dates, and then I never heard back. And I was like, maybe I was too eager. <laughs>
3: I don't know. He's lost.
2: It's lost. It's fine. Podcasts, I don't know, but uh, hopefully Sunday I hear back. Still holding up, hope, Tyler. But a lot of the times I like I see silhouettes of my characters. It's very odd. Like I see, like I know what the silhouette of their body and their head is, and so like a lot of times they're still wet and voice when I'm writing. But like, once I stop writing, I can picture them. But like not when I'm actively writing. Is that is that that might be weird, but. Mostly silhouettes with like a disembodied voice.
1: <laughs> that makes sense. A silhouette with like a beanie on his head is
3: what you're picturing.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. like broad, you know, like a broad man, like a broad-shouldered man, yeah. and like, it's like
1: the lumberjack
2: just, like, from TikTok. Beard and things like that. They're like textures and, and scents. <laughs> and so
1: yeah. you great. also have another fan <laughs> on TikTok, apparently. Jess just, just mentioned, what's his name? The the lumberjack. Yeah. Who's apparently who's apparently playing Brendan. <laughs> yes
2: it's so weird like there was yeah this rumor was going around that he was playing Brendan and I was like uh, people were like um, t- tell us like tell us the team and I was like I don't, I don't
3: know what
2: <laughs> Um I, it was weird like yeah because he followed me one weekend and then some other guy followed me and then it kind of stirred up some drama but like no I, I have no uh, I don't think he's going to be cast as Brendan I've seen the list of actors that they are reaching out to
1: are you allowed <laughs> to know, uh, share those details <laughs> yeah like you're just gonna sneak that to in alone. there
2: <laughs> i really yeah it's like i mean like the number
0: <sighs> we, we won't tell anyone <laughs> part out yeah we'll cut it out <laughs>
2: No, I mean, like, I would, like, I'm, I'm not supposed to, like, say who they're reaching out to or, like, who they're considering to cast. But I know, like, I will tell you, though, that, like, my we we mutually were, like, Casey Diedrich would be so great, you know, as Brendan.
1: Wait, I don't think I know who that so. is. Wait,
2: who is it? Oh, Casey
1: Dietrich. No, I need to Google him, too. I mean, we're Googling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, I see him. Wait. So like. Okay, yeah. Okay, Bye-bye yeah. With that. Okay he's he's better than tiktok lumberjack for sure yeah we actually talked
0: about this in a previous podcast about how <laughs> i would be mad if he was cast as brendan because <laughs> and then we
2: go well, into he, a whole he's thing not an actor i mean That's a, that like,
0: was my point
2: well the, the, he's not an actor so i think people would like like that and then they would actually see the movie and he would, and he would be like you know not not a great actor yeah <laughs> My point is, but like, I understand the appeal of him 100%. And he is in a way acting because he's acting like he's really cares about chopping wood. (laughs) Um, So in a way, he is an actor. Yeah, he sells it.
0: I
1: agree. What has so, that yeah. process He's been like? Like today we're
2: working with the sequois. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you just chop the fucking wood. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> just take your shirt off and swing the axe. Yeah, yeah, we're
2: all just we're here to find out what kind of wood you're chopping. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like we're
0: like we're yeah. dying to know. Make the sex sounds and be done with it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um
3: grunt. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: that, has this process exciting, been though. like for you? Adapting your book to be a movie? Like, are yeah. you super involved? Um, are you Going to cast me and Emily as extras or stars. <laughs>
1: yeah. Hey, I can be blind. We'll pay you. <laughs> uh, they,
2: they're I, like, I'm trying to get myself cast as an extra <laughs> first, and then I, well, I'll see what else I can do. I'm like, I'm like, could I? So I have like a, um, I can't, I guess I can't say anything yet, but um, I have like a, I can't say anything too specific, but I have a phone call with the director. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, then I'm going to start, then we'll see. I think he has to probably establish that I'm, like, got, that I'm, like, a, chill, like a chill vibe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> before he'll let me, like, have, like, be an extra in his movie, uh, my movie. But, like, yeah, I, the process has been, like in a way, I just, like, don't believe it's happening. Yeah. So, I'm just kind of, like, I keep kind of going along with it, but in the back of my head, I'm like, it's gonna get chopped any second now. I can feel it, I'm, like, so afraid. Um, but then, like, a couple of weeks ago, it became, like, um, like, the next step happened. And we're like, okay, you can actually get really excited now. Oh like, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so, um, it's kind of, like, just felt like a dream. It doesn't really feel real. I'm not, I don't think I'll really believe it until I see, like, the movie on the screen. So, it yes. just doesn't seem like something that would ever happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> is,
0: I That's genuinely amazing. think if anyone threatened to chop this movie, there would be a petition, and, and some very, like, people would be pissed off. So, yeah. I don't think that would happen. <laughs> we would crowdfund the money to make this movie happen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, I, I, like, that was my main concern, is that, you know, these things just happen. Um these movies like, get all the way to the finish line, and, like, even with huge stars in them, and then they, they just get dropped or get delayed or something, the funding gets taken away. Um, like, you read about it all the time, happening to, like, just movies with big, huge movie stars in them. And so I was like, well, it can easily happen to mine, then. But then, so my biggest fear was letting down readers. Like, I, like, I don't want to let down readers. You know, like, that's really something that's so weighing on me a lot. So, whenever there's, like, next steps, that happens in the movie I'm, we process. I'm like, oh god, okay good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a big release
1: No, that makes sense, we're all so excited about it I literally can't wait, I know you can't say much But is it like a 2023 Release?
2: So I think the idea is to be uh, Be filming it by the middle of next year Okay And then i release the following year Oh my gosh <laughs> Like ideally, so
1: yeah We'll clear our schedules <laughs> <For> Yeah, 2024, <laughs> nothing planned <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay um where do we want to go next
1: <laughs> yeah where do we go from here okay so i guess out of all the books you've written is is it happen one some are the one that you'd want to be a movie or, or do you think that some of your other books deserve to be a movie or which one w- would be your favorite that you'd love to see like come to the big screen
2: um so it's, it's always going to be like the answer is always the one i'm writing right now you know um it's always the one that feels the most real to me and this Christmas book I'm writing really does feel like a movie. Uh, it's like you know the two children of these like massive '90s pop stars that are re- they are like trying to reunite them for Christmas Eve, and like they've been offered a million dollars piece oh, okay. to like reunite their parents. Yeah, from this like massive '90s pop band, and they fall in love, and it's like they're, all these crazy situations are happening. They're being filmed for a reality show. It's like it just it's like. I don't know. It it just I can see it so clearly as a movie but before, like prior to that I would say absolutely it happened one summer. It just felt bigger to me. I don't know if it's like that I was in lockdown when I wrote that that like all I had to focus on was this book
3: uh-huh.
2: and these characters there was nothing else going on. Everything was shut down like the world shut down and it just like freed up my headspace so completely that i was like diving into the story and letting it absorb me like 10 hours a day and it just felt like the best book i'd ever written while i was writing it you know and um it felt special the characters felt so special and real um so the fact that that one's going to be the movie feels really fitting
1: yeah that's awesome that like I said that's my favorite that's honestly kind of what put you on the map for me was it happened one summer and now I'm working through your backlist and (laughs) secretly yours too reading that one so we're excited I genuinely
0: think all of your books could be movie like I don't like there's one there's none that I'm like like I think this would be better as a book like I think even like I just read getaway girl and I was like oh my god I love this like this is such a a, like like, this could be a tv series
2: or like a movie like so good Yeah, I Um, love that book so much. (laughs) I love it so much. It's getting a new oh, like I so uh, like I'm just telling everybody everything. (laughs) Tell us. Well, my publisher, um, so I'm getting a new cover. If it's getting new covers. Mm -hmm. Long story short, and like I feel like they're the most perfect, wonderful covers (gasps) for Big Girl and Runaway Girl. Um, So it shouldn't be long until I can show this to everybody, but. I, yes. I, there's something about that book, too, that also is like you can see it in your head. Yeah. So clearly.
1: I have to yeah, read totally. that one. Jess just, just told me. She raved about it, loved it. So I definitely have to put yeah, that on my thank you. I think that kind of goes on. Like You
0: have so many books out there that I don't even think readers realize. Mm-hmm. I found your backlog on your website, so I'm working my way through that. But if you could... I mean, give any book of yours a shout-out that you think is, like, underrated or, like, deserves more hype, what would it be?
2: So, I have this book called Risking It All that has long been, like, one of my favorite books. Um, risk, it's, So it's Risking It All. It's the first book in a, like, romantic suspense series, Ooh. but suspense is, like, really easy to follow. It's just more focused on romance. Um, he's, like, the the heir to, like, the mafia throne in Brooklyn, and she is an undercover cop Ooh. who has been sent into investigate him, and she thinks that he killed her brother, and so, like, she should not be having feelings she? with this man, but he is so, like, just magnetic, and, um, it's got, the filth- <laughs> it's got the filthiest, he's got the filthiest mouth. That is actually the book where my mother tried to read and immediately was like, <laughs> I'm never gonna read books." <laughs> I'm sorry. She said, she was like, my flesh wanted to continue, but my heart wouldn't let me. <laughs> I was like, oh, geez. Mom. Oh, I'm for that. immediately going to read that after this, after we get off it's, this call. It's getting, So the hero's name is Bowen Driscoll, and he's like one of my favorite heroes I've ever written. Oh my gosh. I thing.
1: love that. Yeah. Yeah. Must read.
2: He's obsessive, but kind of like a little bit like, like
1: crazy. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> for lack of a better term. I love a crazy man.
0: I'm excited. I think that kind of, like, sparks this next question, like, authentically, is, like, what is your process for writing steamy scenes? Like, I, when I think of, like, a steamy book, like, who's going to give me a steamy book? I'm like Tessa Bailey, like, one of her books, for sure. Like, I think one of my favorite things about you is, like, you don't shy away from, like, unconventional sex and but that is like actually normal like butt stuff how we joked about that like i think that's one of my favorite things about your book is that you're just like let's just like put it all out there the dirty talk so good yeah. um like what is your your process for that and i guess like i know you said the characters kind of write themselves like do they write their like sex personalities <laughs> like their kinks and
2: stuff yeah do they write those too um it's like some sometimes those will develop in the moment and I won't see it coming because I like you know I said before that I really like to keep everything feeling organic and like it's natural and like I have not planned it down to like every last detail. Mm-hmm. Um and the sex is like very much like that where sometimes I won't realize like until they're in the act that like oh keep like oh like <laughs> <laughs>
3: likes a finger
2: there like, she wants to like <laughs> she wants her hair pulled she wants to be pushed down like face down and like rump up you know yeah, yeah. um and like or he like in the in the, actually the book i'm writing right now like the hero likes to be denied like likes to be like basically denied orgasms and Ooh. that like features in the whole plot like the whole <laughs> plot of the book had to change because it just like the way that that interacted with the heroine was, it just changed things. Um, but I I think that you should really like embrace that when it happens as a writer, um, because like sex is something that it should feel like um like, natural and not so mechanical. Like, I really think it should feel like like they're luxuriating at each other. And, like, um, as a woman, I, I really find, like, I'm turned on when I'm a being objectified. And because, so, like, I... As long as the woman is consenting to it and likes it, I think being objectified can be really sexy because, like, during the day, we're so many different things. We're, like... Mothers and sisters, and work, like employees, and all these different things. But like when you're having sex, you have to focus on your pleasure. You have to focus on reaching your peak. And I think when you're being objectified and all you are is the sexual being for a little while, that's really hot.
3: (laughs) I totally
2: (laughs) agree that pussy and under a lot of that the, you know like um and well, things like that where she's just kind of been reduced to like this pleasure-seeking vessel and um that just like I'm turned on when I'm writing this, the scenes and so I think that that probably comes across because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm really writing weird fantasies too you know like I'm writing what makes me hot like what yeah. I think is hot and I love talking dirty I love being talked dirty too um and I think there's something so hot about that filter being gone especially for men because men, it's like, we spend so much of our time like, trying to figure out what they're thinking, and so like, it's really nice and refreshing to like not have to think about that during yeah. sex Like he's just telling you, yeah. it's so hot he's telling you that he's turned on he's telling you like, the way that feels and um, it's, hot. it's hot yeah, I'm, I'm like, rich. <laughs> Well,
0: these nipples are
1: hard <laughs> yeah my nipples, they, um, oh gosh last episode i made the mistake of telling jess i was like jess your nipples hard right now i'm getting excited <laughs> <laughs> that's no, so true though i deal. you are definitely the queen of spice like when i read your spicy scenes i'm like tim you gotta come home from work that's my husband like <laughs> i'm ready for you baby he gets excited when i read tessa bailey so Aww. You're welcome,
0: Tim. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's I don't know it's just cool to like hear you talk about it and just I think one of the things that's so normal now is like ass eating and eating ass and I and, like butt stuff like and so I love that you write that I keep going back to that but Emily and I always talk about that we're like did our parents eat ass? like did that
1: was that a thing (laughs) is this new like is
3: this
2: (laughs) i don't know but there's something like about it that like when a man does that like it's just like yeah like there's nothing for you to be self-conscious of. he's like willing to go and see it all and do it all and like it just erases those like fears yeah oh gonna like that he's not gonna like you down there and it's like do we all have those we all we all do. do um yeah so like we sort of, like, just get in there and like motorboat that like, <laughs> like, yes
0: and i think like, it's the that's organic that's thing, thing to do yeah like it just, just makes natural. sense you're already down there um and i did you're already there
2: <laughs> you might as well like something
0: <laughs> i did like in getaway girl how she eats his ass
2: yeah, like, yeah. she's the one. Yeah. She has that big badonkadonk, like, booty. <laughs> and she's, like, obsessed with it. And uh, I feel like that's where, like, the my, like, obsession with, like, giving my heroes, like, bubble butts started.
3: I, you know, I love that.
2: I love bubble butts. I feel like that's something that came when I turned 30. I was like, wait, I like bubble butts now. Like, I turned 30, I was, like, on
0: <laughs> I think that's a natural progression
1: in life yeah. yeah Well you also just wrote your first Reverse harem too so how was that I mean was that kind of That was new for you
2: That was so new um, It was like kind of Like I was like Okay how do I give all four of these characters Depth and like Growth Throughout this book that's really just about, about going. <laughs> Um, so the struggle is that, and it was also just giving them, making sure that like everybody was getting equal time on the page and like one wasn't the overwhelming favorite. Like I really had to like, you know, but every time Tobias was like, I ahead, I was like, okay, time for a page chapter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, time for a game chapter. Cause I just like, was really trying to make sure that like there was a reason to love all three of them mm-hmm. yeah. and, as well as the weeks. so yeah it was definitely fun it was a new experience i enjoyed it um i think it was really it's nice to challenge yourself as an author and i think it's essential too, to to not keep writing the same books and to keep things fresh you have to kind of like go okay i'm gonna do something risky once in a while um to make sure that you know you don't fall into patterns and stuff like that oh. um so for that reason it was great yeah
1: do you think that you'll write more reverse harem
3: probably not
1: <laughs> <laughs> you um, got your billboard not. you're good so. <laughs> no, i'm like where can
2: i go from here except down
3: <laughs> that's <laughs> fair probably
2: not but i loved it um I don't know. Never say never. I would never discount writing another one, but prob- I don't have any plans for the next two years at least. Gotcha.
1: Well, I guess that's a good kind of segue into what we want to talk about next is just what you kind of have upcoming. I know that Secretly Yours, we're both very excited about um, about this one. And is there anything you kind of want to give us, give the listeners a little sneak peek of Secretly Yours, what to expect? Secretly
2: Yours comes out in um, February, February 7th, I think, or 8th.
3: Yeah, and-
2: She is a hippy dippy like free spirit gardener, and he is a history professor who is obsessed with schedules and managing time. And she kind of like had an almost kiss with him in high school, and has followed him ever since, like kind of on Facebook or Instagram and things like that. um, On YouTube, like where he posts his lectures. And she's always going kind to of carry the torch for him. And he is the heir also, also to this, like, winery, uh, the Spirit Space Place in Napa Valley. So he comes home to write a book, and she kind of, like, finagles her way into becoming the gardener uh, <laughs> at his house. And um, they just, like, if, he's, like, completely bowled over by her. Like, he has no idea what to make of this, like, just, like, bubble of energy with her three dogs and her like mismatched clothing and her dirty knees and he's like i should not be so attracted to this woman yeah um, but he is <laughs> and and so like they um they 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 basically decide they're they're not compatible but she's not really she's kind of like still carrying this torch if she starts writing him secret admirer letters um so like as he's kind of like becoming fascinated by this woman who's writing him the secret admirer letters he's also falling for the gardener and he's like what's going on (laughs) you know um but it's a really funny book uh it's like I, I think it's probably one of my funniest books. It's just like crazy funny capers of like stealing cheese the <laughs> the day from the store, and like, you know, chasing gophers and it's crazy and fun. Um, so I think people are going to like it. It's going to be the perfect spring book to like after the heavy winter. to like kind of like palette cleanse. Yeah.
0: I fully Emily. agree. Yeah. I, Emily and I both read and yeah. loved it. I, I think this might be controversial, but it might be my, I might like it just a little bit more than it happened one summer. And I love that book too, but I don't know. I just really resonated with the characters. Like you said, I thought it was hysterical as cracking up at cheese yeah. and just like
3: Julian,
0: <laughs> like his whole like demeanor and how he's like a soft top, I would call it, um, I just was obsessed with him. And like, I don't think we talk about this enough, but I think you are such like an amazing writer. Like the, the words you use, you like beautifully written, like so quotable, so introspective. So, and I think this book like really delivers that. So I'm excited for everybody else to read it and be on the Julian Voss book boyfriend train.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Oh my gosh. That's, I'm so glad to hear you liked it so much. Um, and then the one that follows it up in the duet is unfortunately yours in June, and that's like I don't want to oversell it, but he's my favorite hero. Hey, so. is he the
0: one that says your tits look your amazing? tits look
2: insane? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like um, you meet him a little bit in secretly yours, his uh, Bates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like
3: um,
2: a Navy SEAL turned vintner, <laughs> which <laughs> always so happens in real life. It's so it's so. <laughs> the uh, you know how many Navy SEALs are
3: minority owners, right?
2: Uh, oh, but um. <laughs> yeah, so he, yeah, so anyways, you'll meet him secretly yours and then you get him like only like four months later. So I have yeah. books coming out in like, year, but I'm like really excited about all of them.
1: We are, too. I was telling Jess and I were talking. We were here a half hour early because we were so nervous and we were just chatting. And I told her I love Secretly Yours, but I'm actually more excited for Unfortunately Yours. I think just the characters, I'm going to just maybe like them a little more. Not that I didn't obviously like the characters in Secretly Yours, but they just stood out to me in Secretly Yours. I loved them. And especially the Navy Seal.
2: like bliss yeah, yeah it's really fun
1: i'm excited yeah. for that one i'm excited and then the christmas oh one. my gosh we are christmas girlies we love it so to know yeah. we have something to look forward to next year i'm so excited
2: yeah the title is actually wreck the halls
1: oh i um, love that oh perfect yeah so <laughs> oh my gosh
2: uh, i don't even think i've announced that yet i don't have a cover yet but wreck the halls and that comes out in the fall of next year so it's gonna be like boom 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 three books big um, year um I'll just be right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: literally. No, I'm excited. And can we just like take a minute for the covers of Secretly and Unfortunately Yours? Like stunning, oh, gorgeous. You. Love the illustration and top it off like they're pink and purple. Like I'm biased, but those are my favorite colors. So <laughs> all around.
2: You. Oh, I love it too. I like um we were like, okay, we did the blues, like the blue and the teal with the last series. Let's do something like fun and springy. Yeah. Um, i love it and so i love it and then i asked them for wreck the halls for christmas next year i was like we do like silver and gold and so
3: i'm like, really
2: excited to see what they do i like they've been nailing my covers forever so i'm just like lucky i'm just such a lucky person yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm just lucky. well you know <laughs>
1: if you need any readers we're here we'll be right here so we would <laughs> gladly just give you our opinions
2: <laughs> yeah well reach out to me let me know um you know, if, if I, I if you see something that I have that you like,
3: um, everything. All of it, Tessa, <laughs> what <laughs> was
0: that? Not clear.
3: <laughs> all of it.
0: No, seriously. I don't. I think that's all the questions that we have for you. We are so excited for everybody to read secretly yours and unfortunately yours, and we're excited to read unfortunately yours and Wreck the halls. So I'm very Emily. Okay, I'll give this to her. She's like very slutty for Christmas. Like I love Christmas, but Emily is like ho ho ho. Seriously, so this is going to be like right up her alley. Yeah, like if you can tell by her feed, she's all Christmas vibe. So, um, we're excited, very
1: excited. Yeah, we're so honored that you came and talked to us, and it gave us. Give us some information that uh we wanted to know about, especially the movie coming up. I have a new guy to fan all over, Casey. Oh he's yeah. a hottie.
2: Yeah, look up his um kissing scenes in, in his show. So in so he's going a show called In the Dark. Um and like look up the kissing scenes. Like he's so <laughs> like he's so good at doing intimacy on camera. Like okay. it's I mean, like, I'll be happy with any of the people that they have on this list, to be honest, though. So
0: yeah, honestly,
2: yes.
0: exciting. <laughs> thank you yes. so much, seriously, for being here. I Emily and I went back and forth. We were like, like, who do we want on the podcast? And then I was like tessa bailey followed us back like she follows both of us and then i'm literally to emily i'm like should i shoot our shot should i shoot it she's like yeah do it and you were just like so like you were like yeah i'd love to like it was just so easy to talk to you and like you were just so down and so we just appreciate that like i don't think you know how much this means to us seriously thank you for having
2: me you know it means a lot to me you guys read my books and enjoy them and you know spread the word about them and you know you're the reason i get to do this so thank you very much yeah. i really appreciate yes it.
1: yeah
3: amazing so
1: well i guess we can say we're officially friends with tessa bailey um so if you <laughs> like this episode and want to continue reading along with us make sure to follow us on instagram at friends with we will announce all of our upcoming body reads and segments, even though I'm pretty sure nothing's ever going to be this. <laughs> Agree. I don't know if
0: Tessa Bailey would say that we are also friends with her, but we're just going to...
3: We're, we're friends. It. You're not getting me now.
2: <laughs> friends for life.
0: <laughs> but yes, in the meantime, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and tune in to next week's episode.
2: Bye! you <laughs>